Beloved Jesus, we are so honored, so happy, Lord, to be here in this place, Lord, with all our sisters here today, Father. And I pray that you can speak to us, Lord. Talk to our hearts, Lord. Help us, Lord, to understand what we have for us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, to, Lord, to accept the challenge that you're going to bring to us, Lord. Give us, Lord, an open heart now to understand your word, Lord, and to receive this word to our lives, Father. I thank you very much for all my sisters here, Lord, and, and I pray for you to bless them, Lord, to, Lord, to guard their hearts, Lord, to help them to, Lord, to listen, Lord, and to, Lord, carry this seed with all love and care, Lord, and to let it grow inside of their lives, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you very much for this time. Amen. Amen. And uh, we are going to talk about mirrors. And uh, I would like to start asking one question. Who here like to see yourself in a, on a mirror? Who here like to go in front of the mirror and look? Oh. Oh, good. I have some people that like. That's nice. I know some ladies that they hate look themselves in a mirror. And uh, I, would, I would like to confess something. For many years, not now, but many years, I didn't like to uh, look my own image in a mirror. I consider myself ugly. And I didn't love myself. And I avoid myself, avoid mirrors, and I avoid self-care. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I'm confessing. I'm being, I open my heart to all of you today. And I have difficult to love myself, but I, I, I will share more about that as I go with the word. But before... Let's talk a little bit about a mirror. What is a mirror good for? A mirror shows us the state we are in. It shows, for example, the mess of your hair when you woke up, the food between your teeth, and a dirty face. It helps you to do your makeup, this is, can be, we can show this, the negative role of a mirror because it reveals what is wrong with ourselves. But a mirror also has a positive role. It helps us change so we can be what we ought to be. A mirror is for transformation. And the word of God is like a mirror. And the transformation is to make us like Christ. Amen? The Word of God says that the mirror can have two functions in our lives. And we're going to read now James 1, verse 22 to 25. I'm going to put here in English, but if you want to read in your own language, you can uh, go maybe to your phone, whatever you have with you. But let's listen to this. James says, But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely, merely hearers who delude themselves. 
For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. You see here he's comparing the, the people who, who are like doers of the word or hearers of the word of God with the person that looks to a mirror. And it's, I'm reading James 1, 22 to 25. Then verse 24 says, For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten that kind of person he was. But the one who looks intentionally at the perfect law, like the mirror, the word of God, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed in what he does. He's saying to us that the blessing comes when we stop and we look in the mirror and we spend time before the mirror. But the mirror here is the word of God. Amen? Are you understanding what I'm talking? Okay, let's keep moving. When we look to a mirror, we can have two different reactions. We can see then our messy state and go away because we don't like it. Or we can stop and look at what can be changed. Okay, please put the next one, the picture. And sometimes, because we don't want to change, our mirror can be like that, because we don't want to spend time before it. For the second situation, like stop and change happen, we need to spend more time with ourselves and with God our creator. We need to spend time. But then the problems start. Spending time. Why? Because we are always in a hurry. Nowadays people complain that they don't have time and they are always in a hurry. We are rushing, we live under pressure, and it's hard to do everything that we plan in a day. Who has this problem here? You plan many things, but you say, oh, it's so hard. We have, for example, housework to do. Some here have schoolwork to do also. Kids to mind, husband to care for, and also our jobs. But there is also yourself. It's, the list is long, isn't it? And usually we leave ourselves to the end of the list. We leave ourselves to later. And if it, there is time at the end, we will take care of us. And also, there is God, our relationship with him. You probably say, oh, pastor, sometimes I'm so tired. Maybe tomorrow I will have some time with God. And then we postpone and postpone. And then tomorrow comes and you wake up and the first thing you think is, oh, thanks God for this day. 
and you start planning. Now I'm gonna have my time with God, and then an avalanche of tasks comes to your mind, and you can't stop in His presence again because you feel so busy. You 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 remember so many things that you have to do. Is that true for you? Who is facing sometimes this situation? But I. I have been searching my heart and I, I would like for you to search your heart now. Because if you have been living like this, you probably is, you are feeling very frustrated and disappointed with yourself. Feeling maybe <coughs> depressed or discouraged. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because you plan things, you, you wish to be more in the presence of God, but then there's so many things going on in your life. And we are running around and we are missing out the most important part of the day that is being the presence of the Lord. James said in, in the passage that we, we read that we can be doers of the word or merely listeners of the word and he compared the doers to those who spend time looking and examining themselves at the mirror and the listeners to those who look and quickly go away and sometimes we are this way we just look and run away because we don't want to face the messy we, we don't want to fix the situation we just look and say oh no i don't like this Let's go and do, do something else. But we need to start asking God, I want to be the listeners, not, not just the one who, who look and go away. And as I told you before, I used to be like a listener. I found, hard to, I found it was hard to stop because I was always rushing and was so busy. And also in the Bible, we have one lady that used to be like that. Who knows who was this lady? Martha. <laughs> Everybody knows about Martha. And uh, do you know why Jesus, why did Jesus rebuke her? Do you think it was because he was busy, that she was busy cooking and not at his feet? Do you think it was because of that? What do you think was the reason? Because she was cooking, preparing food. Let's have a look in the passage. It's in a Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verse 40 to 42. Uh, please, give me my water. <laughs> Luke 10, thank you. Luke 10, 14. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. What was, I just looked to the, sorry, go back, uh, back again. Martha was what? Distracted with much serving. Serving, it's okay, sisters. 
Serving is okay, my dear. But the problem is being distracted. Let's keep reading the next one. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary choose, has chosen the good person which will not be taken away from her. The problem is still anxiety and a troubled heart. It wasn't because she was uh, doing cooking. Cooking is okay, someone needs to cook. The house was full and someone needs to prepare food for, for Jesus and all the people that was there. But she was troubled, she was anxious, she was agitated. This is what was her problem. And sometimes it's our problem also. <laughs> Jesus rebuked her not because she was serving, but because she was distracted. Repeat with me. Distracted, distracted. anxious, anxious. And, troubled. and troubled with many things. I want to share a little bit about my life. I grew up in a house where I learned that I have to do things to be accepted. I, uh, if I want to be loved, I have to do something. I have to clean, I have to help my mom, I have to do things in my house, then I, will be lo I feel loved. My father, he was an alcoholic, he used to drink a lot, he had a lot of traumas and pains, and the way for him to deal with his pains was drinking. Because you know when someone has traumas, has pain, they, they go after some kind of addiction to numb, to make the, the pain go away in a wrong way, not in a right way. And because of that, he could not give me so much love that I, I deserve as a, a child. My mother was always trying to hold the family together and myself, because I was the eldest child in the house, I was always trying to please everybody, trying to pacify because I hate fightings. And I was always being nice, serving everyone, always watching out for the next fight so I could protect myself and bring peace to my family like trying to fix the family because I didn't like fights. I think nobody liked fights, but I, and I grew up in this environment. And one day when I was a teenager, I met Jesus and I started serving him. And I thought it was okay. I could serve the Lord with my gifts, my talents, but what happened? My heart is still troubled. I was always anxious and I wasn't pleasing the Lord because I brought all those things from my household to before the Lord. And I, I was like Martha, serving the Lord, but always, Lord, don't you see this? Lord, don't you see? And complaining eh? and always like uh, not enjoying the presence of, of the Lord. Later, I realized that something wasn't right. I could see people in, in, in my church, enjoy the presence of God, listening to him. But for me, it was very hard to quieten myself in his presence. 
And then thoughts start growing in my mind. Like I was, I used to think God doesn't love me. He never talks to me. But the problem wasn't God. It wasn't my heart. I was like Martha. I was like the listener of the word. I wasn't stopping to calm down myself, to listen and to enjoy the presence of the Lord. When people grew up in a house where there was some kind of abuse, I mean verbal abuse, physical and emotional, it is very hard for this person to listen themselves. Because what's happened? We are always in alert, in alert, listen to others people, and we rarely hard, have time to ourselves. Self-esteem uh, for these people is very, usually very low. People that grew up in a house that like that had difficult to love themselves and caring for themselves. And also, because I study about like if you study the brain of people that grew up in this environment, you're gonna realize there is a lot of cortisol and adrenaline being released in their body all the time. And these hormones makes people feel very tense. Sometimes they have a lot of stomach pain, back pain, um, uh, problems with breathing because there are a lot of these uh, hormones running in their bodies because they're always in alert. They're always afraid of something bad is going to happen because they grew up in a house that there was a lot of fights, there was a lot of abuse. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, let's go ahead. I myself have to learn, I have to learn to stop, to look deeply at myself in the mirror. When I say mirror, I mean both the real one and also the word of God. I had to start to stop and to look to myself and I, I learned to love myself. But before, it was hard, it was very hard. The word of God is like a mirror. As we look deep on it, we change. As we spend time with the Lord, we, we change. Let's read 2 Corinthians 3, 18. Uh, ignore this 15, it's just the verse 18 here. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from the glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. I was, when I was preparing this word, I started praying, say, Lord, what your word says about mirror? And the main verse that came to my mind was this one. And then I started, what do you mean, Lord, about Beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed. That is saying here that we can be transformed when we look to a mirror. But here in this verse, 
like when I look into a mirror, all I see is myself, right? I just see myself. So how can we make sense of the idea that we behold the Lord glory in a mirror? Because when I look here, I see me. I'm not seeing the Lord. Can you see the Lord here? No, we don't see the Lord. But the Bible says that the the what 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 may how it makes sense like if the if the glory of the Lord is the mirror. Sorry, I just say again. It makes sense if the glory of the Lord is the mirror. Then it's not like this mirror, but the glory of the Lord is the mirror. And another way for you to understand, like, a, the, sorry, I just want to repeat again. The, the glory of the Lord is the mirror by which we were transformed into his image. Okay? The glory, let's say together, the glory of the Lord is the mirror by which we are transformed into his image. And show the image. What do you think this idea? You are, you feel very weak, but you look, you see a lion. You see something powerful because you are being transformed by the Lord. How does looking at the glory of the Lord change us? Pay attention. In a similar way that looking at the glory of a bright light changed our vision. After looking at the bright light, we can, we can look away and everything else appears dimmer. For example, uh, I would like to ask all of you, start looking to that light for a few minutes. Everybody look to the light. Okay, now go back. Can you see normal again? Can you see? I see one light flashing and I don't see you, you perfectly because I see some flashes. By looking at Christ, at, sorry, but looking at Christ, we enjoy his lo loveliness, moral perfection and supreme power. At the same time, Pay attention. Things of this earth will grow strangely dim as we realize how pale and tundry the desires of this life are. The more you look to the Lord, when you look back here, things are not going to be so attractive to you anymore. You understand? The more you spend time with him, Less these things of the world is going to attract your heart because you're going to see how lovely he is, how wonderful he is. That's why we need to spend time with him. We need to understand the mirror is good. Spend time in front of it. See your imperfections, your sins, your failures, and go and work on it is important. This is the way to be healed. When we spend time at Jesus' feet, studying his word,
praying and worship Him. We learn and learning also to calm ourselves down. This is the way for us to be transformed when we stop in His presence. That's why it's so important to quiet ourselves, to face our struggles and to seek our beloved Jesus. To be at His feet, then you will be able to face your chores with a different heart, a heart of Mary in a word of pardon. Because Mary, she was in front of Jesus. She was in Jesus' feet. And Jesus said, you were okay, Mary. But Martha was troubled, was agitated. She was anxious. But our goal, we know ourselves. We need to do these both things. We need to work in our house, doing so many things, but also we need to spend time before the Lord. We need to spend time with Him. That's why we need to be like Martha, Mary in a word of, sorry, a heart of Mary in a word of Martha. And now I would, I would like to finish giving you some practical things to help you to calm yourself. Uh, as I said, we release when we, we, if you grew up in a house or if you are facing a lot of tensions, you are releasing in your body like this, all these hormones that is not good for you. We need to start working in a way that we're gonna become strong and we need to, to, to get good hormones to our bodies. We need to get like a serotonin, endorphin, dopamine, and oxy oxytocin. How can I get all these things? I'm going to explain to you in a very simple way. Every time you spend time before the Lord in your devotional, praying, reading the Bible, quieting yourself, meditation in the Word of God, you are receiving in your body this hormone called serotonin. Did you know that? Science has proved that. People who pray, people who worship the Lord, people who quiet themselves, meditation in the Word of God, they receive a lot of serotonin. You can get endorphin when you do exercise three or four times a week. Did you know that? When you practice exercise, you are releasing in your body very good hormones that are going to help you to calm yourself down. When you go for a walk in the nature and you enjoy God's creation, you are receiving a lot of dopamine. This is very good also for your, for your brain and for your body. When you when you have an, a nice time having a good shower and after that you put some body lotion on your body and you take care of your face using creams and all of that, you are giving to yourself a lot of ox oxytocin. <laughs> also, when you hug people, when you uh, love more, when you 
are less critical. Because sometimes we are so critical that you're just putting up all these bad hormones. Be more kind to yourself and to people around you. Also, share the responsibilities at home. Sometimes we are so tired because we do everything alone. We don't ask for help. We don't, uh, ask, we don't teach our kids to do things, our husband, people who live with us. We need to share responsibilities. Amen. You are God's daughter. You are God's princess, as you, you learned today. Your past doesn't matter. I mean, if you keep looking back, you're going to be a slave of your past. Now you are living with the Lord. He wants to restore you. He, he is calling you for you to enjoy his presence. Don't be afraid to stop in front of the mirror. I mean to take care of yourself and I mean to spend time with the Lord reading the Bible and spend time with him. Don't be afraid. Make time for these things. Everything that you see, he's, everything that you see, he's going to help you. Like everything that is bad that you see, Lord, oh, I'm, I'm sinning in this area. I have difficulty with this. Everything that God will show to you, he will help you to fix and to improve. Amen? Because you are his daughter. And I would you like to finish for us to sing this song together. Please, let's stand up. Let's sing this song, King of My Heart. We need to have this desire in our heart to spend time with Him, to, to worship Him. Maybe this not just for you to do here in, in a meeting or when you come to church on Sunday, but this can be something that you're going to do every day. And I would like to invite you to make this like compromise, like make this alliance with the Lord. Say, Lord, I will seek you every day. And let's sing this song together. Is he your, the king of your heart? Amen. You can close your eyes if you want. Lift up your hands and worship him now with all your hands.
In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray and I bless all my sisters, Lord, and I declare you, Lord, moving in their hearts, Lord. Your Holy Spirit, Lord, help them to calm down, Lord, and to seek your presence, Lord, spending time before your mirror, Father. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, Lord, and we thank you very much. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.